It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On a weather hit day in Scotland's top two divisions It's not often Rangers have to get back to winning ways this season But that's the reality when Kilmarnock come to Ibrox Derek McInnes needs a win v St Mirren There's a Lanarkshire derby and Dundee United Livy Celtic are in Perth tomorrow taking on St Johnston I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studios this afternoon Andy Halliday, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Another interesting day ahead for his Gordon Rangers As you say, looking to get back to winning ways After a disappointing performance last week They face a Kelly side who have lost the last six Can Tommy Wright make any difference? You wouldn't put your money on it Aberdeen not winning four Looking for a victory against a St Mirren side Who collapsed in a couple of minutes against Celtic Jim Goodwin will be looking for a reaction Dundee United Livy also one to look for as Livy have beat United twice this season. Can David Martindale get the bounce he needs? Game of the day for me though is the Lanarkshire Derby. Can Motherwell finally beat Hamilton at Fur Park? They've not done so in a while. Yeah, looking forward to this afternoon's games, Gordon. A lot to play for. You look at even Rangers Commander, we'll expect Rangers to win that, but Commander desperate for points. I said on Thursday night need a striker to score goals. They brought in Lafferty. Can he be that man? Be interesting. Aberdeen McInnes under a bit of pressure Needs a result Livingston Tipped him last week To lose their first game In 10-12 um, That'll be a tight game At Tannadice The Lanarkshire Derby Fantastic And then the big one Alawa via broth <laughs> Much needed win for Aberdeen In the pursuit for third uh, Without a, a win in their last four But more importantly Not with without a goal In their last mm. four And I'm sure St Myrna will be going in uh, With plenty of belief They can get something To solidify their top six spot uh, United going for back-to-back wins After no wins in nine Levy's remarkable run finally came to an end uh, Fully expect a reaction from Rangers uh, After undoubtedly yeah. their, their poorest performance last week But let's let's face it Commander probably need their biggest performance this season To get a result And let's not forget the big one It's the Lanarkshire Derby I was going to say You need to get that mention in there uh, That's Gordon Diel Mark Wilson in the studio on a Saturday Is always delighted to be joined by Andy Haldy Have you you calmed down a bit since last night? A wee bit worried about you When I saw it at the end <laughs> Looked very angry And I was just wondering if you managed to take a bit of time to... I know you always try and get a good sleep Forget about it And then and then just look ahead and move on Try and get better That's fine I would say that's the last time I'm going to mention it But that would be a lie So Aye, we'll get back into it a bit later on Right, big games Across the top two divisions Like I say Weather playing a bit of uh, Havoc Particularly the championship Ross County Hibs Falling victim to the snow As well But let's start at uh, Rangers Against Kilmarnock Let's get team news There with Andrew McLean Yeah well Rangers Will be determined To have a completely Different showing From what happened Last Sunday Stephen Gerrard Was left bitterly Disappointed with the Result last weekend As they conceded That last minute Equaliser to Hamilton But he was even More disappointed With the performance And what he got From his players He also questioned His own team selection As well after the games Saying he may have left Too much quality And personality On the bench Probably no surprise That he's decided To make three changes To his Rangers side Today as for their opponents. It's Tommy Wright's second game in charge, and despite losing to Motherwell during the week, there did look to be improvements at Rugby Park on Wednesday. Looked more solid. They looked harder to get at, and with Wright having a bit more time on the training pitch with his players over the last couple of days, he'll be hoping for more improvements on the pitch today. As for team news, as I said, three changes for Rangers: out go Hellander, Zungu, and Kamara. In come Balogun, Jack, and Davis. 
Alan McGregor starts in goal. It's a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balligan and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis and Joe Aribo with Yanis Hadji and Ryan Kent supporting Cedric Ayton. The substitutes, McLaughlin, Bassey, Hellander, Patterson, Kamara, Wright, Stewart, Arfield and Defoe. As for Tommy Wright, he makes two changes. Power and Burke drop out. In come Malumbu and Tishbola. So Colin Doyle will continue in goal. The back four, Adam McGowan, Zek Medley, Cleve Dicamona and Brandon Honstrup. The midfield five, Greg Kilty, Yusuf Malumbu, Gary Dicker, Aaron Tishbola and Rory McKenzie. And they're in behind Nicky Kabamba, the lone striker. The substitutes, Rogers, Millen, Rossi, Dabo, Pierrick, Burke, Pinnock, Whitehall and Oakley. And the referee at Ibrooks is Don Robertson. Uh, like we said Andy Haldy It's not often that Rangers have to get back to winning ways I think they've drawn four league games On their travels this season Pretty much flawless at Ibrox though I think they've only even you know conceded One league goal Would you be expecting a reaction today? Yeah fully I think as well you could see from the The manager's interview last week He says he didn't recognise the Rangers team And I think everybody felt that way They were extremely poor I don't think anyone would disagree That Hamilton deserved to actually go and win the game uh, So I fully expect a reaction today And Tommy Wright's got a job in his hands with his commander side, you know, watching the game during the week against Motherwell. They they did okay, but they looked uh, uncomfortable any time they had to defend, and they're certainly going to have to defend well against this Rangers team. Yeah, Andrew McLean, you were actually at that game at Rugby Park the other night, losing uh, to Motherwell, and it really does seem to be the goals scored recently, which is, is causing the problems for Kilmarnock. I think since the start of December in the 14 games, they've only scored eight times, so no surprise that Tommy Wright goes to the, the, the market and brings in Kyle Lafferty yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Lafferty is a, a proven goal scorer at Premiership level. Of course, we've seen him over the years at Rangers and then more recently with Hearts as well. He's scored plenty of goals for them. So it's no surprise that, as you say, that, that Tommy Wright decided to, to dip into that market. When you look at the guys that they've got in there, the likes of Nicky Kabamba, Danny Whitehall, George Oakley, guys who have never really been prolific goal scorers at this level certainly Danny Whitehall has only just stepped up to the Premiership this season George Oakley sort of averaged around 7 goals a season at Hamilton Nicky Kabamba is the type of striker that on his day can cause defence's problems but he's not a prolific goal scorer either and losing Eamon Brophy was another one that was a would have been a big loss as well despite the fact that once again he's not banging in the goals week in week out so with the addition of Kyle Lafferty certainly gives Kilmarnock something different up front and they'll be hoping that despite the fact that he's not in the squad today they'll be hoping that going forward he can be a big asset for them uh, Gordon Diel I don't know if you've heard but Kamar Roof and Alfredo Morelos are actually suspended today that's managed to go just under the radar nobody's really talking about it nobody's uh, really uh, I, I debating it when I was looking at the but starting line up there Kent, Hadji and Eaton as a front three still plenty of firepower there oh, of course um, I watched the Kamarnock game against Motherwell um, and I thought they played in patches very well Gordon my big concern is if you're going to get out the trouble that they're in and it doesn't matter if you bring a new manager You've got to score goals I just don't know where the goals are coming from I really don't uh, Andy what about that front three Like I say it's obvious the, the personnel And by the way we're watching some football on, <laughs> on the TV at the moment uh, it's, it's all about our big league right But given the week that this guy's had See if you get the chance to see the mistake from Alisson The Liverpool goalkeeper again This is Remarkable <laughs> But anyway we'll, we'll get back to him A bit later on That actually threw me off What I was even talking about there Andy uh, Roof and Morelos Not available today What about the front three That are in their place Yeah I mean I think Alfredo Morelos I don't feel as if He's been at his best This year But I certainly think Rangers miss him When he doesn't play I think Kamar Roof's been He's been he's been a good signing I think he's done well When he's played He's obviously got a good Number of goals And returns for the club But I think Itton Still expecting more from I, I think especially with the transfer fee That was he was brought in for Albeit he's not had many chances A, 
a run of games together which is probably down to the form of the two in front of him but when he gets chances like today and the chances that he does he did the other day has to step up and, and be counted for Mark Wilson can you make any case for Kilmarnock bringing some sort of shock today? Um, not really you know looking at their past history at Ibrox um, they've struggled I think their best period was probably under Steve Clark when they went there and, and were resolute and made it difficult for Rangers but the way they've been shipping goals this season and missing Broadfoot and Finlay you've got to fear for them and I said the other night I think Tommy Wright coming in you might get that new manager bounce well it, I expected that against Motherwell I don't expect that against a team who are flying high at the top of the league I think it'll be an extremely hard afternoon for Tommy Wright and his Kilmarnock team uh, today Alright let's hear from both managers then starting with the home boss Stephen Gerrard You know the players have been absolutely incredible up to this point and they've, they've set a bar and um, a level that we know ourselves when we haven't um, performed to that and that was quite clear against Hamilton so I'm really looking forward to seeing the players perform they've prepared really well the reaction's been good since the disappointment of the weekend, um, I think we also want to be very respectful to Hamilton, who were fantastic on the day. But it's all in the past. We need to move on from the result. We've said it after fantastic wins and top high-class level performances that, you know, stay humble and um, not get too high and make sure that you're ready for the next challenge. And we'll do the same when we fell a little bit below our standards as well. So, Tommy Wright's been to Ibrox many times. First time as the Kilmarnock boss, though. You need everybody... Can't go and win with five or six players playing well. You need everybody that gets on the pitch to do their job. You need a game plan. You need the players to go out and implement that. And you need to be brave. You need to be brave on the ball. Um, you need to keep the ball uh, when you win it back. You know, sometimes it's easy to, you know, go there, stop them doing what they like to do. But the big question then is when you win the ball back, can you keep it for three or four passes and um, instead of win it back, turn it straight over to them again? And that's you know makes it a long day for you. So I think there's players in the squad that are well equipped to take care of the ball. So Rangers against Kelly, one of the big games in this part of the world. Rangers looking to get back to winning ways and Kilmarnock looking to kickstart that Tommy Wright uh, revival in the most unlikely of fashion. We'll see what happens there uh, at three o'clock. Let's go around the rest of the grounds and get team news. Motherwell, Hamilton, Lanarkshire, Derby for Roger Hanna this afternoon. Yeah, and this is maybe the time that yourself and the Dazzler want to turn the, the, your sound And ironically, I think he was telling us to turn the sound down. You disappeared there, Roger, right on cue when you told us to turn the sound down. People are going to think I switched you off, but you're back. Well, it's bad news for you. Not only is the snow coming down and yourself and the Dazzler might not get home tonight, but I'm about to read out Motherwell's recent record in derbies against the Yankees. Haven't won any of the last four. They haven't even scored a goal in the last three. And if you remember, it was a crushing 3-0 defeat on the other side of the M74 last month that effectively did for Keith Lansley's chances of getting the top job here at Fir Park. But the Steelmen have rallied under new boss Graham Alexander and three wins from their last four have taken them eight points clear of Hamilton at the bottom of the Premiership table. Alan Campbell scored the only goal at Kilmarnock Wednesday night while Hamilton were idle due to the snow in Livingston so Brian Rice has had to wait six days to try and build in the confidence taken from that last gasp draw with leaders Rangers across the road last Sunday afternoon there are still three points adrift at the foot of the table but they do have two games in hand on both Ross County and Kilmarnock and, and knowing Hamilton they will feel they can get out it again and top scorer Ross Callaghan who has scored against both Motherwell and Rangers in the last few weeks they've got an on-form midfielder 
He's got five in his last 11 Premiership games. He's got seven for the season, and that's more than any other Aki's or Motherwell player. I can just run you through the teams, Gordon. Motherwell's one change. Marco Harris back in to the starting lineup in place of Robbie Crawford. There's a change in the bench as well. No Harry Smith. Ross McIver comes in for him. So it's Liam Kelly in goal. Back four, Stephen O'Donnell, who continues as captain in the absence of Declan Gallagher. Beavis Mugabe and Ricky Lamy in the middle. Jake Carroll. Then it's Alan Campbell, Barry Maguire, and Marco Hara. And the front three again Devante Cole, Tony Watt, and Chris Long. The bench, it's Crawford, Polworth and McIver, Cornelius Johnson and Roberts, McGlure, Hasty and Morrison. Unsurprisingly the Aki's are unchanged from the side that took that point against Rangers in a TV game last Sunday. Do have a couple of changes in the bench Ben Sterling and Scott Martin are fit again and come in to the bench for Brian Rice. So it's Ryan Fulton in goal start back three, Jamie Hamilton, Aaron Martin and the skipper Brian Easton. Then it's Lee Hodson, Haki Modafan, Charlie Trafford and Scott McMahon and then it's Ross Callaghan just behind the front two of Bruce Anderson and Marius Ogumpo on the bench it's Sterling Scott Martin and Callum Smith Mimno Hughes and Winter Monroe Moyo and Gourley and the referee at a very snowy Fur Park is David Monroe Ooh, don't like the sound of that me and the Dazzler having a sleepover at Clyde 1 HQ is not what I need from Valentine's weekend trust me yes. I'm sure he's got a few stories over the years but that would be the worst of the lot let's hear from the management teams it's actually Motherwell's assistant Chris Lachetti uh, who spoke to the media yesterday? There's not a lot to choose between anything from most of the teams in the in the league, and it's about fine margins. And what we've been doing well in the last last few games, or since we've come in, really, is turning those fine fine margins into our our favour. Um, and if you get the basics and you and you win the majority of those fine margins, then that usually results in three points. So, um, and that's every week. You know, we're just focusing on the now. You know, we're in a really good place. And we're going to focus on the, you know, the continuing the, the form that we've we've been in, but we, you know, we do realise, and it is important that we we win for the fans and, and everybody connected with the football club because derbies are are important, and that's what fans and the rivalries are all about. And Good point for Brian Rice last weekend. You know, the boys come in every day and they're a great atmosphere and a great work ethic. You know, it's their place of work, and they try and make it like that. They know it is their place of work. It's, we're not here for a jolly. We're not here to muck about. We're here to really work. And you get your rewards for working hard, and I think we got rewards on Sunday for working really hard. Let's say Wednesday night was a major disappointment. The game was off because I could I could feel a you know a wee bit of excitement. I like, come on, let's get going here in the dressing room on Sunday after the game. And I was looking forward to the game Wednesday night. So we're going to it's a derby match. No, we're going to a derby match. No, confident. We're going to a derby match. Knowing it's going to be really difficult as it is every week for us, and we're looking forward to it. Tannadice is the venue for Dundee United Livingston. Fraser Wishart's watching that one. And it's a very, very windy and wintry day up here in Dundee. Plenty of snow around and like Roger, it's not falling, but it's sitting by the roadside. And of course, Dundee had a couple of games off, but no danger of that today. They look like they're soil heating on, but also I think they might have been training on the pitch because it's looking a wee bit ropey. But the game does go ahead as scheduled. And as you say earlier, a different experience for Livingston today. They have to deal with their first defeat under David Martindale as a manager last weekend. It came to an end against St Johnson. It just shows that if you're not up for it in this league, if you're just a bit off it, you can easily lose. And against a United team, they'll find it difficult today. They've had an opposite run. A run of three draws in eight games came to an end with a win against Ross County in midweek. And United, of course, can now concentrate on the battle for top six. And the players must have got a real boost 
from that win. Overall, I think as a newly promoted side, they've done pretty well this season and uh, very little chance of relegation. And they sit in the tail of St Mirren, having played more games, but in a real battle for the top six with Saints Aberdeen. A win could take United into that top six as we approach the split. Olivia, of course, will be disappointed with that defeat as a win would have seen them just behind Aberdeen. But fifth might just get a European place this year. So David Martin will deal with his players to get back up to the standards. They've done so well, but get up to the standards that they had on that great run because fifth place would be an excellent finish for them yet again. For team selection, perhaps reflects their last results. One change for United and five for Livy. That change for United is Mark McNulty drops to the bench and Lewis Appery comes in. So they go back to the 4-4-2 formation. Benjamin Segrist then goes. Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards, Mark Reynolds and Jamie Robson at the back. Peter Pollitt, Callum Butcher, Jando Fuchs and Adrian Sporrell in midfield with Lewis Appery and Lawrence Shankland as the strikers. On the bench, Dennis Mehmet, Mark Connolly, Mark McNulty, Nicky Clark, Flo Hote, Luke Bolton, Ian Harks, Chris Mockery and Lewis Nielsen. And of those five changes for Levy, three are at the back. Ambrose, Taylor, Sinclair and Longridge are out. Guthrie, Fitzwater and Serrano are in. And there's also places in the starting 11 for Mullen and Sybald in for Lawson and Forrest in the wide areas. So the usual 4-2-3-1 for Levy. Max Stryak in goals. Nicky Devlin, John Guthrie, Jack Fitzwater and Julian Serrano are at the back. Sitting in midfield, Marvin Bartley and Jason Holt with Josh Mullen, Scott Pittman and Craig Sybald behind the lone striker, Scott Robinson. On the bench for Livy, Robbie McCrory, Jay Sabia, Jack McMillan, F.A. Ambrose, J. Emmanuel Thomas, Alan Forrest, Steve Lawson, Matty Poplatnik and Aaron Taylor Sinclair. And the referee today at Tannadice is Nick Walsh. Just before we give you Aberdeen St Mirren team news, let's dip into the championship. Mark Guidi's been moved about, the snow's been causing havoc and he finds himself at the basement battle in the championship. Aloha or broth, Mark Guidi. Take it away. Yes, thanks Gordon. Yeah, the only game on in the championship uh, this afternoon, the bottom two teams, both the only part-time teams in the championship and of course it is bottom of the table. Aloha on 11 points against Ardbroath who sit one place above them on 14 points but if Aloha win today they will probably still stay bottom unless they can win by more than 6 goals such as the goal difference but for Ardbroath for Dick Campbell's men 3 points this afternoon would take them up to 6th place because of their no games being on else we are so plenty to play for the AstroTurf pitch here is looking in decent condition both uh, sets of players now warming up both their gloves on although interestingly enough they are both goalkeeper the hardened veteran or sorry goalkeeping coach Rab Douglas just out with a pair of shorts on giving the goalies Quite their right. warm up routine is there full out with their, with their trackies and the full regalia the snoods the bonnets the whole lot so looking forward to the game for Aloha uh, the starting 11 Neil Parry in goals it's Lucas Williamson Liam Dick Andy Graham Scott Taggart John Robertson Stephen Herrington Raymond Grant Kevin Cawley Alan Troughton and Ennis Cameron on the bench for the Wasps Jordan Wright Nicky Jameson Robert Thompson Liam Buchanan Stephen Scoogle, Ennis Murray and Lee Conley. For our broth, Derek Gaston in goals. It's Jason Thompson, Colin Hamilton, Ricky Little, Thomas O'Brien, Michael McKenna, James Cragen, Ben Williamson, Jack Hamilton, Dale Hilson and Bobby Lynn on the bench. For our broth, Mark Whitley, David Gold, Scott Stewart, Chris Doolin, Luke Donnelly, Lewis Moore, Scott Gallagher. Today's match referee is Stephen Kirkland. Huge game between Aberdeen and St Mirren at Pataudry. Let's speak to Dave Galloway. Thanks, Gordon. So Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes has had a vote of confidence from chairman Dave Cormack after talks over the side's dreadful form. The under-pressure manager now wants to focus totally on matters on the pitch and he hopes his board's backing will lift pressure off his players who are desperate, of course, to lift the gloom by grabbing three points today. St Mirren, although they lost 4-0 to Celtic in midweek, come to 
to the northeast in decent form, but with boss Jim Goodwin urging his men not to allow the Dons to get back on track this afternoon. Both sides with plenty incentive then to get a win as the Dons fight for third place and the Saints pursue a top six slot. To the teams then, and Aberdeen make uh, three changes. In come Niall McGinn, Florian Camberry, his clearance uh, finally came through a day or two ago, and he is straight into the starting lineup after joining on loan. And also Dean Campbell outdrop Ash Taylor, Dylan McGeoch, and Greg Lee. So it's Joe Lewis in goals at the back: Tommy Hoban, Andy Considine, Ross McCrory, and Johnny Hayes. Midfield: Matty Kennedy, Dean Campbell, Lewis Ferguson, and Niall McGinn up front: Fraser Hornby and Florian Camberry. The substitutes for the Dons, Woods, Logan, Hendry, Taylor, McGeoch, McLennan, Ross, Vertanen and McKenzie. As for St Mirren, a couple of changes to tell you about uh, for them. It's Richard Tate and Lee Irwin replacing Jonathan Ubika and uh, Jamie McGrath in the starting lineup. Looks like a 4-4-1-1. Jack Anik in goals. Across the back, Marcus Fraser, Joe Shocknessy, Conor McCarthy and Richard Tate. Midfield, Ryan Flynn, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Ethan Erhon and Ilkay Dermis with Dylan Connolly tucked in behind Lee Irwin up front. The Substitutes for St Mirren, Linus, Erminski, Finlayson, Mason, McPherson, Henderson, McAllister, Jemison and Obika. And the match referee at Pitaudry, Ewan Anderson. Right, that's you up to speed then with all the team news ahead of the three o'clock games at this time on a Saturday. We always get all the guys involved. We look back on some of the week's biggest stories and debate them. That's coming up next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday, Gordon Diel, and Mark Wilson are in the studio. We've got the top team all around the grounds as we build up to kick off. We've given you team news. Now, at this time on a Saturday, we usually open the mics, get everyone involved, and debate some of the week's biggest stories. I think it's safe to say we, we can't really do the compliance officer and retrospective punishment every Saturday from now until the end of time. I think we've done it two or three Saturdays in a row. But it is also one of the biggest things that's been doing the round. So let's do it with a, a slight difference, Roger Hanna. I'm interested in one particular aspect of it. I'm not so much interested in Alfredo Morelos or Kamar Roof or Darren McGregor or any of the above. Let's talk a little bit about diving. Because we had Albina Yeti's case not proven. There were accusations of a soft penalty given to Celtic in Paisley during the week. And then some very interesting comments from Jim Goodwin that we played out on last night's show talking about Naming and shaming divers And trying to stomp it out of the game What do you make of it all? Well this is where Mark Wilson comes into his own Because I think Mark Wilson was or is a neighbour of Jim Goodwin He's probably seen him leaning in the shoulder of his seven year old son So Mark could maybe tell us Whether or not that seven year old does go down Easier than Greg Taylor in the penalty area um, I think I was surprised at the quotes from Jim Goodwin yesterday um, in one hand it's very refreshing to hear a manager have the confidence to come out and discuss um, items like this and name players from other clubs and name other clubs because too often managers just sort of hide behind the, the sort of unwritten code of not doing so um, but on the other hand you do wonder um, you know you do wonder what now will happen, whether there will be any retrospective action against Jim Goodwin for some of the things he said yesterday because, you know, it's been proven how difficult it is to name and shame divers. Um, the compliance officer named Albion Ajeti and tried to shame Albion Ajeti and then it got to a tribunal hearing and the case against Albion Ajeti 
couldn't be proven. So would it be any easier to prove the case against Greg Taylor because there was contact, it was in the penalty area, and for everyone who says to you, that's a dive, someone else will come on and say, oh no, Greg Taylor's perfectly within his rights to go down, and you, you just look at the penalty, Mo Salah won for Liverpool against Manchester City last Sunday. It was exactly the same, and people down south don't seem to blink an eye when things like that happen, Gordon. Uh, Andy Haldy's still playing the game, Mark Wilson a little bit more uh, further further away, Gordon Dale even further so, so we'll get your thoughts on it in just a second, but I'm wondering, Fraser Wisher, um, as you, with your PFA Scotland hat on, um, what type of reaction naming and shaming divers brings out in you? Um, well, I, I don't see any purpose in it, but let's let's look at the, the, the issue of simulation. And I said last weekend about Albion Aeti, I, th- I felt that it, it uh, was not simulation because there was contact. And you can only, the only person would know whether there's enough to go down or not would be Albion Aeti. And that's what happened. It was not proven. So, same with Greg Taylor. And uh, I think we, the fact we haven't spoken about this for so long, is it a big problem in our game? Is it a massive problem? I don't see it week in, week out. I can't think of one instance in a game where I've seen absolute simulation this season in the games I've been at. And, and as you know, I've been at many of the games. Uh, and simulation is where there's no contact and, and there's thrown as well. And one of the issues is, until you get referees giving free kicks and penalties when there is contact, but the player doesn't go down, then then you will get players who, who, who will go down in the penalty box and say, I think that was a penalty. And was Mo Salah impeded? Was there enough there in that wee tug to stop him getting the ball? Probably. But if he stayed on his feet, would he have got it? Probably not. So it's a huge area. I think that it's not a massive problem in our game. I would certainly much rather somebody did simulation against me than two-foot me or cement me or, or elbow me off the ball or whatever else or follow through in a tackle. So I'm not sure it's a massive problem. I can understand managers' frustration when it happens against them. It'd be interesting today if one of the seven players goes down what Jim's reaction would be. You know, And we talk about it, about going down when there is contact. And... Uh, I think it's a huge area and there will never be a straightforward answer. If there's contact, it can be neither a penalty nor simulation as well. In my opinion, the only time the simulation for me is when there's absolutely no contact whatsoever. Yeah, I, I mean, I echo what Fraser says. I don't think it's a big issue, uh, big issue in our league. We talked about it when you see when you watch games overseas and you watch the Premier League. There seems if there's a lot more talking points and incidents down in the leagues than there is here. But I think what stops it here is whenever it does happen, it's, it's punished. Uh, I also mentioned that you now we talk about retrospective action and tackles. I feel as if you know tackles. I don't think I don't, you're not cheating the game. I, I think a lot of tackles, uh, tackles. I don't think there's any malice or intent to hurt a, uh, an opponent in them. So I always feel that diving's worse because it's cheating the game. It's cornering a referee. Uh, you know, a Yeti's is it a, an embarrassing dive? No, but I don't feel as there's anywhere near enough contact to go down in the box. Greg Taylor for me is the exact same. Uh, you know, I think it was it was Roger mentioned the the Mo Salah instant. There's a lot more shirt contact in, in the Mo Salah penalty than there is Greg Taylor. Again, I think it's a difficult one for the referee because he, he probably sees the hand on the shoulder and he sees Greg Taylor go down. We're the one that's the uh, ones that have got the luxury of looking back at a replay. And you, when you watch the replay, I just don't think there's enough contact for him to go down the box. Yeah, Mark Vidi, Fraser in, in many ways is right We don't tend to talk about it too often And this week it's all come about at once You know, you're talking about a, a Yeti first and foremost Accusations against Greg Taylor And then those comments last night or yesterday From Jim Goodwin about kind of naming and shaming What's your take on it? Um, I think you just need to take every uh, incident in, in isolation You know, you can't just 
Um, you know, there, there's some dives that can be outrageous, or some that will always be open to interpretation, and, and there'll be different opinions, such as the uh, Albion uh, Ayeti uh, one, or indeed the, the Greg Taylor one um, from the other night. But I just think, in general, there is, you know, for my liking, there, there's, there's too much of a, a culture in, in football where players are. Are willing to to cheat and claim for things that are not right, and it makes the people that I feel sorry for are the are the referees and officials because normally it's those are the guys who get it in the neck if, if they make um, a wrong um, call. So you know, as I've said many times in this program, I said it Wednesday night, I've said it to Fraser in the past. There's a chance for PFA Scotland to be trailblazers, and you know you get the players standing shoulder to shoulder for show racism, the red card, etc., etc., which is great absolutely worthy and, and has got to be done uh, and many other things but I think there's also as well that there's, um, there could be a chance to, to lead the way on what we're talking about just now Razor Although well, Mark said this for many years and he has said it to me to be fair and I've, I've given him the same answer as well once the, go the governing bodies uh, bring us into to proper um, consultation and proper areas of making decisions and that's been lacking over the last 12 months then then perhaps there is something that, that can be done but I, I disagree Mark I don't think it's a problem I don't think it's a massive problem and I'll, I'll go back to my view of clear simulation I, I can't think of one in any game that I've been at there's been some like a Greg Taylor and Albina Yeti and there will be others as well where where you know naming and shaming that's Jim Goodwin's opinion and you've got to respect that. My opinion is it's different. It's not simulation. So how can you name and shame somebody when it's not clear clear and straightforward simulation? So uh, that's that's the position of, of us. I think that's the position of the players. I think Andy is a good member of ours, would probably agree with that. And uh, we don't like it, of course we don't like it, the, the clear simulation, but it's a very much a case by case basis and a very grey area that will never ever be resolved because the only people that know whether there was enough contact to go down is the player himself. Yeah, I just. How do we find some sort of common ground then? Because you're right, looking at it through a TV screen or whatever, or even a referee, it's pretty difficult to, to assess the level of contact. You know how, how much force is within that contact. That will inevitably then, Fraser, though, surely lead to in some people's mind any contact being enough to go down. And is, is that is that the case? Is that the road we want to go down? Sorry, gone. I lost you there. God, see the snow's causing havoc I'm talking. I'm agreeing with you I'm saying obviously it's difficult to assess the, the level of contact Or how much contact there is um, With that in mind then How do we prevent it getting to the stage where The assumption is that any contact is enough to go down I can hear him breathing I don't know I'll put it to someone else and see if they can hear us Roger Hanna you wanted to pick up on that one well, you know, listen, it's very, very difficult to find some common ground or find things we can agree upon. I mean, I'll go back, we were speaking about Jim Goodwin, he's brought the subject into the into the public arena. I was in the studio two or three weeks ago and we were watching St Mirren versus Motherwell. I think it was Graham Alexander's first game and maybe I'm swayed by having a Motherwell fan standing on the side of me that day, but did, did you guys not think the St Mirren player went down reasonably softly for the penalty near the end it got St Mirren a point I think you know the week after that or the week before that I think Mickey Mellon felt the same with a St Mirren player for one of the penalties that St Mirren got in that 5-1 win at Tanadice as well so a, a, a lot of it is in the eye of the beholder if you like Gordon and what one person sees as a player going down too easily or too softly or like a 7 year old um, is not necessarily what the other person sees. So, like so many of these disciplinary issues we've been debating the last two or three or four weeks, a lot of it is down to opinion. What about the cultural side of things, Roger? Because 
for I think anyone who's got any common sense would tell you we, we can't do that. That's that's completely unacceptable. That that accusation that it used to be those nasty foreign players coming into our game. Far from it. We've got players raised here who who, who do it as well and do these things. That's across the board. Is there a a part of it though that certain leagues are maybe better at it and are a bit more well versed in the dark arts? And ultimately, if you try and get all precious about it and and, and stop doing these things, you kind of get left behind when you get, go into European or international competition. Is that is that a possibility? No, I listen. I don't know about that. And I think it's only come in back into the public arena in the last couple of weeks because there has been a, a couple of contentious, shall we say, penalty awards. Um, I don't think it's a problem. I agree with Fraser. It's not something that we debate in the show week in, week out. I don't think it's a problem in the Premiership. I don't think it's a problem in, in the culture of Scottish football either. But there have been two or three. You mentioned I mentioned the two St Mirren ones. There's the the two Celtic ones with Ayeti and Taylor. There was the Jamie Murphy one, I think, for for Hibs against Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago at Easter road as well so there have been a few that have sparked lively debate shall we say but I genuinely don't think it's a problem Between Andy Halliday and Mark Wilson I'm trying to think who was most likely to, to be pulled down in the box but um, with your sort of professional's hat on how do you feel about it? Listen I, I have been done I think somebody tweeted the show the other week <laughs> Forgot about this. I got booked uh, I'm sure it was Ibrox and I was running at pace and people would say there was minimum pace. <laughs> I was running then and I was clipped and it didn't look much on the TV but it did put me down but it is a moral thing in our game this this whole, this whole issue of, of winning your side a penalty rather than playing the game out in the box mm-hmm. is that that's came into our game now and I just fear that you touched on the point Gordon any contact uh, and commentators and pundits say Well he had the right to go down You've not got the right to go down If somebody puts a hand on you And that isn't classed as simulation That's where I disagree a bit with Fraser Because if you touch someone And they just fall to the ground That is simulation There is contact But it's simulation There's no getting away from it And it's cheating Like Mark Guidi says It is cheating Now it's not a big problem in our game But I would hate to see uh, it grow these incidences that have happened in the past few weeks I'm not saying it's going to blow up and every player will be at it but you don't want to not encourage it but you don't want to let it off without bringing it up because it could quickly become an issue Fraser do we have you back I know you were having some technical yes, problems back. apologies final mm. word to you then uh, I look forward to uh, Scotland v England when the Scotland players goes down in the box when he was touched and we get a penalty and we win the game and of course we'll all be on this show condemning the player and offering to give the points to England and we shouldn't qualify that's what it becomes it becomes a big story when it happens against your team and supporters only really focus on it as do clubs when it happens against their their team I don't think it's a massive problem I really don't and, and then maybe maybe somebody can, can correct me I, I can't think of any certainly games I've been at is there any other instance this year we've seen in telly that had high profile I don't think so So I don't think It's a massive problem In our game You know it's getting serious When Fraser Wishers Making sarcastic remarks About Scotland Against England That's when yeah, we know We're in bother Yeah but a bit of experience There from Fraser He didn't know the answer To the first question Took a breath Kid it on He was off air Had a thought about it <laughs> And come back With a fantastic answer Right we'll leave that there Because we've got Some massive games Building up to the Three o'clock kickoffs, And we are going to go Back around those grounds Next The winning team All season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Gordon Diel, Andy Halliday, Mark Wilson in the studio. Well, it's a bit of a lie, actually, because Halliday's still getting up to speed with the way things work on a Saturday. He's, he's gone. I don't know where he is. I think he's away for a coffee. I don't know if he's got any plans on coming back, Mark Wilson. Uh, and here's me stuck in this box. I, I don't know where he is. I um, could be in there. But. Nah, no, just you stay there, son. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we'll find him at some stage. Maybe he's got, he's got lost. Yeah. He's he's not used to our ways. If, if he's running, he'll be here by the On end a, of the show. Um, oh, there he is. There he is. He's back. That's good. Brilliant. Good. Good to have you back, Andy. Andy thanks for joining us. So, sorry for interrupting your Saturday afternoon coffee run. Hold, hold on a minute. What, what's happening there? Because I'm in this box, I don't get asked if I want a coffee. <laughs> I just seen two coffees. Mark, do you want one? It's a bit like. Anyway, uh, we do have football today, which is a bit more important than you three uh, squabbling. Let's uh, let's get a, another quick recap of those Rangers Kilmarnock teams with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, Stephen Gerrard made three changes from that disappointing draw to Hamilton last weekend. Out go Philip Hellander, Bongani Zungu and Glenn Kamara. In come Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis and Leon Balogun. Stephen Gerrard saying last weekend that he felt he maybe left too much quality and too much personality on the bench. So you wonder if Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis coming in is him trying to correct that this time round. It'll be Alan McGregor starting in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis and Joe Aribo with Yanis Hadji and Ryan Kent supporting Cedric Itton in the absence of the suspended Alfredo Morelos and Kemar Roof. The substitutes for them, McLaughlin, Bassey, Hellander, Patterson, Kamara, Wright, Stewart, Arfield and Defoe. As for Kilmarnock, two changes for them. Power and Burke dropping out, Malumbu and Tishbola coming in. So a 4-5-1 for them, Colin Doyle in goal. The back four, Aaron McGowan, Zek Medley, Clever Dicamona and Brandon Honstrup. The midfield five, Greg Kilty, Yusuf Malumbu, Gary Dicker, Aaron Tishbola and Rory McKenzie, Nicky Kabamba, the lone striker. The substitutes, Rogers, Millen, Rossi, Dabo, Pierrick, Burke, Pinnock, Whitehall and Oakley. I'm led to believe that Kyle Lafferty's international clearance hasn't come through in time and that's why he's not in the Kilmarnock squad today. The referee at Ibrooks is Don Robertson. No Kyle Lafferty involved today then, no appearance for him against his former side. Andy, I'll just put you right in the spot. You're going to tell everyone what I said to you when I said during the break, I said, you get any Kyle Lafferty stories? What did you say in response? Uh, well, once once Super Scoble gets a late night show, I might be able to tell a couple of Kyle Lafferty stories. <laughs> no clean ones was what he said. Yeah, so what no you're telling ones. us is that all the, the rumours about him being an unpredictable character are absolutely on the money. Very unpredictable. I can give one maybe, right. one that's clean. Uh, so he'd signed, I think it was the, the Wednesday or the Thursday um, f- before his his second debut, shall we say, it was a game against Motherwell at Fir Park and you know after a couple of days training, he was pretty quiet. I was expecting more of uh, you know, the lively character everybody talks about and then you know game day turns up, everyone's to meet at pre-match at 12 o'clock and, and he's a no-show and he turns up at Fir Park at half past two, half an hour before kick-off, starts the game and scores two. So he <laughs> did, I remember that. Seriously, so he just Seriously, walked straight I, to Fir Park. And, uh, you know, it... it he had the old excuse because I was a fine master at that point, so I was supposed to gather the cash and he, you know the amount of excuses he hit me with for the next two, two to three weeks. But eventually got it off him, and I suppose he made up for it with a couple of goals. Well, maybe that's the point. Maybe it's nothing to do with his international clearance. Maybe he's just yet to turn up at Ibrox this afternoon, oh, and then he will. He will at some soon. point. Um, well, he we scored two at Fir Park that day. Motherwell Hamilton is another one of our big fixtures this afternoon. Roger. It depends if you're a if you're an optimistic Motherwell fan like Gordon DL, you might just be looking at top six. Is top six still a possibility? If you're glass half empty, you might still be fearing getting dragged in. That's the nature of that bottom half of the table at the moment. It certainly is, and if you're a Motherwell fan, you really should be looking up the way St Mirren sits sixth just now, Gordon. I think Motherwell have to play St Mirren at least twice, possibly three times before the season's over. So those first couple of occasions, you know, they, they will look to get six points. 
to get closer to them. Three wins out of four in the last games under Graham Alexander. There's a consistency to selection. There's only that one change. Marco Hara back into the midfield for Robbie Crawford today. And they look as if they are ready to go up the league. But on the flip side, they have an appalling record in this fixture in recent times. Um, Hamilton have won both the derbies so far this season, including that 3-0 game only last month. And for a team three points adrift at the bottom of the table, they're bound to come here with confidence because they played well. They got the reward of that late point against Rangers last week. Again, it's an unchanged side and they will know that they have the beating of this Motherwell team. Dundee United against Livingston for Fraser Fraser it's all been about Livingston in recent weeks and I think we're very much behind that because it's a great story David Martindale's a great story just to give Dundee United a bit of focus though that one at Dingwall last weekend did a run of eight without a victory it also saw Lauren Shanklin getting in amongst the goals how significant might that be because even although they've not been in good form they're only a point off the top six St Mirren do have two games in hand yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head then. Uh, there, Gordon, it was, it was huge for both those reasons because if they lost to, to Ross County, then County were just on their tails and they're doing yet another poor result at the end of a, a poor run for United. And Lawrence Shanklin, when I've seen him this year, I've seen United a few times, he's actually he's built up play and his linking up play has been really good, but he's not looked like he's going to get on the goal, so he'll have got a, a boost from, from that finish uh, last week. And, and it's... You know, you talk about Motherwell and how tight it is and looking at top six. United must be the same. They can start to look up the way. I don't think at 30 points they're not going to get enough points down the end of the season to keep themselves up. And uh, to be honest with you, when you think of such a bad run that they're on, that they're just behind St Mullen six, I think at the start of the season, United would have thought that was a good position to be in, given a team that's just been promoted. So I think they've had a good season so far. And seven, seven days ago, you would have put your money on Livingston, but now you're thinking, well, how are Livingston going to react? But uh, David Martindale's got a good types of, of players in there, you know, really good professionals, Pittman and Robinson, people like that as well. I think one of the key guys to come back is Josh Mullen. He's come back from Ross County. Every time I see him, he puts in brilliant crosses. And although they're not the biggest up front, they are not shy of putting a cross or two into the box, uh, Livingston. But uh, for me, I think it's going to be a draw today. I think it's going to be, be a one-each draw. It'll be a close game, not much between the teams. And I think that uh, if they get that, I think Livingston will be, will be quite happy to get down the road with a point. To the guys in the studio, how, Mark Wilson, just to keep you busy, because uh, you're a bit annoyed about the whole coffee situation, Aberdeen-St Mirren. Now, quite often... It, Nowadays, it, it, the fans set the agenda for this type of thing. We would very rarely say that Derek McInnes is under pressure until fans start saying it and until banners start appearing and until a groundswell um, begins on social media. And I think it's safe to say that's happened. You know, for Aberdeen, people out with building up last week's to be a you know really big game, really important game. Hibs win it, Aberdeen lose at home to St Mirren today. Where's the pressure gauge? Oh, uh, of course it's cracked right up Now, what Derek has in his favour Is the, the vote of confidence from Dave Cormack Who comes out earlier on in the week And, and gives him his full backing And suggested that the Aberdeen support Should get behind him as well But at the start of the season There was a statement put, a, put out from Aberdeen That the style of football they were going to play Was going to be free-flowing attacking football And it's it, it's been far but that this season And Derek's had to deal with a whole load of Injury problems, people moving on, getting new people in who haven't came here in time like Camberry. So I think he deserves to be cut a bit of slack. But one thing's for sure, he cannot lose today against a St Mirren side who have been decent in recent weeks. And uh, it'll be a tough game for him. But I think Aberdeen will get back to winning ways. They've not scored in four games and that can't continue. Camberry coming into the side today, I think he'll be a huge plus. I think third spot should still be seen as a... A very good achievement 
for clubs like ourselves. There's people, people out there that won't think that's enough and they always want more and there's nothing wrong with that ambition and searching for that. But there's a lot of clubs who would have loved to have been where we've been over the years and there's a lot of clubs who third, finishing third season, this season will be everything to them. And it's got to feel like that for us here as well. It's got to, everyone at our club has to see that. And that's what we're searching for now, those a strong end to the, the, the season, hopefully. We're into the business end of the season. You know, we've got to really knuckle down and get results if we'll get any chance of getting that all-important third spot. Derek McInnes there, of course, taking on Jim Goodwin this afternoon. Recent history against Aberdeen, certainly since I've been in as manager in the last 18 or 19 months, has been very, very good. Quite even, I would say. I think uh, you know they've won a few and we've won a few and there's been a couple of draws in there as well. So there's not... There's never been a great deal between the two teams. Yeah, it's it's always a difficult place to go to. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, you know, as I said earlier, they've got a really good squad. You know, regardless of the players that they're missing, they've still got some really influential players. Although they're on a, a poor run of form, you know, we're, we're certainly not expecting a, an easy game. You know, Aberdeen will be no doubt favourites in everyone's eyes because they're the home team and they're the bigger club. But we're certainly looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, Gordon Diel, we're talking about Derek McInnes and, and what it means to him personally Five points behind Hibs Will have played the same amount after today Because of the snow cancelling the Hibs game It's one win in eight it's zero in the last four And they play Celtic twice in Glasgow Before the split in, in quick succession Yeah it's a difficult time for Derek just now He's having to come out and justify his record uh, Mostly every interview he's doing He's had to get the chairman to come out Give him a vote of confidence Gordon uh, he's been there a while. Uh, I'm sure he's been through this before. He's an experienced manager. And all of a sudden, if you can get a couple of wins, get yourself into third, then things change very, very quickly. I just think that sometimes you've been there that long and obviously it's been a difficult year for everyone. People start to get a little bit, you know, fed up of maybe a style of play, a manager just hearing their interviews every time after a game. You know what like is the, the the days of the Arsene Wengers that have been clubs for so many years, that's probably gone now. You'll probably get one or two of them. Derek's had a great innings up there and I think he still will continue to be the manager, but his results have to improve. Yeah, I've got to echo that. I feel I do feel for him. I think he's um you know, every year it seems as if Derek McInnes has got a rebuilding job at Aberdeen. They lose two or three of their best players every single summer. You know, they, they, like it was touched on, they made a statement at the start of the season saying they want to be a bit more attacking, a bit more free-flowing football. But, you know, it doesn't help when you lose your, your top goal scorer and Sam Cosgrove for the first three months of the season. Then now they've lost a, probably their player, player of the season between him and Lewis Ferguson and Ryan Hedges mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. So that obviously affects your style of play as well. And I think with it, what he's built over the, the, the eight, nine years he's been at Aberdeen, I, I do think he deserves a bit of slack and, and at least... No, be, be seen to the end of the season That's just one of the good games Coming up this afternoon though Aberdeen St Mirren Motherwell Hamilton Dundee United Levy Rangers Kilmarnock Are featured And only championship game Alloa Are both kick-off Coming next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Games underway all around the country Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Andy Halliday are in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds Keeping you up to speed on what's going on We're here until 6 o'clock So sit back It's not like you can go anywhere else The weather's miserable We're stuck inside 
Uh, so sit back and we'll do our best to keep you company. We'll have the teasers, we'll have uh, keep me up to speed on all the action during the games and the usual bit of nonsense that follows on a Saturday afternoon as well. We always start with the Acker, Andy Halliday. You for today are Hugh Keevans. There's something an, oh, you, ne- you never thought you would hear. You are in his mic position, which means you kick us off with the Acker. What does it look like? Well, now that I'm Hugh Keevans, I might actually change my prediction. Get them all wrong. I'm just outlandish and just get wrong, but I'll go for. Uh, home win Rangers Kilmarnock 3-0 I'm going I'll go for Aberdeen 1-0 at home to St Mirren who's giving the scores oh, he's, well, he's detailed this guy are you giving the goal scorer you've got to show off right okay I'll go for a Livingston away win 1-0 and I'll go for an Atlantic-shire derby you'll not be happy with this I'll go for one each right I don't need scores from you two because you get struggling enough no, with no. just the outcome so. no no, no. You, I'll go first I'll go Rangers I'll go Aberdeen I'll go Dundee United Livingston draw I'll go Motherwell and I'll give you Mark Guidi's half-time report just now if you need it. Goalless. Goalless. Great view of the Oakle Hills on a day like <laughs> snow-covered. Magnificent. Mark Wilson? Uh, I'm going to go all home wins. I'm going to go Rangers, beat Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, St. Mirren. I think Dundee United. Funny enough, I've got a funny feeling they might beat Livy today. United and legend, though, aren't you? Oh, so. ah, well, of course. And Motherwell will finally beat Hamilton, Gordon. You'll be right. happy You can keep in touch with us On Twitter at Clyde SSB Throughout the afternoon There will be the usual nonsense For you to take part in We'll give you the teaser as well uh, If you are just tuning in Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale And Andy Halliday Joining us in the studio On a Saturday Having played last night um, And you know It's always f- When we welcome A relative newcomer mm. Into the studio on a Saturday You're always You know how, How's it going to go So we, we We put out the fishing rod Last week We were hoping That it would be listening and we said, right, next week, what's he going to produce biscuits-wise? Is he just going to sit back and let everybody else do it? Is he going to bring something? Is he going to contribute? And if he does, what's he going to go for? Is he going to go sort of born and raised Copeland Road custard creams? Or is he going to go West End boy now, something fancy? And he's mm. walked in, bag jam-packed full, Marks and Spencers, Mark Wilson. You can't, other supermarkets are available, but this guy has walked in here and shown his class. Shows he's got a bit of cash. Honestly. And he's still mm. playing the game, that guy. Marks and Spencers... Unbelievable selection Put Daz to shame None of your Your Bob standard Variety biscuit Selection Andy's went big So well done Andy Do you know the worst of it is He's absolutely heartbroken Right because I phoned him on his way in And said Let us touch and go Because Andy might produce He might have taken the bait From last week But he might not And if he doesn't Then we've got a problem Because we're going to be biscuitless he, put, he stops and bought a, a reduced one pound box of shortbreads You'd have seen the look in his were, face And they were half eaten When Andy walked in uh, With the Marks and Spencer Yeah hold on bag, a minute There was, was camel logs thrown in there as well You forgot about them uh, He's so basic With his biscuit selection Daz He shows his age With that Hold on We've got one of these already Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Dundee United 1 Livingston 0 Great shout It's Adrian Sporla With a tap in Inside the second minute And it's a great start For Mickey Mellon And Dundee United If you were listening During the week You will know Adrian Sporla The only Argentinian To play in the Premiership This season Not Bevis Mugabe As you previously thought Gordon He's from just a bit West of of Argentina Adrian Sporla With the goal Dundee United 1 Livy 0 Don't tell me The Livy bubble's burst It's done no, it's Relegation trouble Livy, David Martindale, better watch out. <laughs> now, that was, listen, the game was an interesting one today to see how they react to that. David Martindale's done fantastic. The players have done exceptional since he's come in. But, you know, sometimes a knock can just, a defeat can just knock you, knock the wheels off. And United, 
Not been great at home But them getting that victory yeah. last week May have just boosted their confidence if, if Good start for them If he's in relegation trouble Mark you can give him a phone And tell him how to handle it <laughs> <laughs> No 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 Listen I got the league cancelled Before I got into <laughs> trouble So I don't know anything about that does uh, Right and just before we move on From appraising Halliday's appearance In his biscuits um, At the last break He wasn't quite in tune With the way we worked things He disappeared no. Made a coffee Didn't come back in time Didn't make Mark Wilson one And I've just had a message Through from the office To say that he left the fridge open as well <laughs> So there is, there is work to be done do, do, do you want me to explain that right So I I didn't think the, the break was going to be that quick I thought that was extremely <laughs> quick And I, you can, obviously you can still hear When you're back live through there So I'm mid Stirring the coffee And I hear you coming back on So I just <laughs> went to Just leave the fridge open And send the milk off For the that next six well. weeks Brilliant Right anyway Mark Wilson In the absence of Hugh Keevans Do you think we should phone him This afternoon I feel like we're missing him a wee bit should nah, pass the teaser I thought, you meant, I thought you meant Mark through no, there check in, check in <laughs> in the vaccinated one later on perhaps But this does fall to you again So let's yes. get it up and running The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column <laughs> <laughs> He's just putting me off my stride no. there With that do, 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 do. But I feel this is gettable Gordon Probably for Andy Maybe not for, for Daz But since season 17-18 Including this season Seven players have been sent off twice Or more in the same season In the Scottish Premiership Name them This does not include retrospective action start, We've got to start okay. Alright so since season 17-18 Including this season Seven players have been sent off twice or more in the same season in the Scottish Premiership. Can you name them? Right, that's for you at home. Halliday and DL will just stay quiet for the next wee while and you lot at home need to play along. At Clyde SSB, you need to get all the answers, put them on one tweet, send it to at Clyde SSB and you need to do it quicker than everyone else. So don't hang around. Get all the names on, send them in. Roger Hanna has just sent... No seven already. Every single one in. No, no, no way. No chance. Ah, so, somebody's obviously sure. Somebody's no, give him. How's he even uh, taking that he's quick not enough? Done that in thirty seconds. No. no, no, even thirty seconds. That's twenty. He j- he's got them all right. He's just sent me. No this, chance. Honestly, you cannot type that quick. He's been sitting no. waiting to press. He's not. Send. He's not here. He's not been here. I don't know how he would know the question. Anyway, he's that clever. He knows the questions uh, uh, before we uh, even read them. The subject they're cheating. LL, ask him if he's if he's, he's diving. Aye, right. ask him if he's just dived up. At Clyde SSB, get your answers in. You need to do it quicker than everyone else. The race is on. Uh, let's see what Halliday and DL can come up with in the studio. But you'll of course keep it to yourselves for now, so the good folks at home uh, can play along. I think we've got another one of these. I love it when these come thick and fast on a Saturday afternoon. Goal flashes. With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Well, when I said I love it when this happens Motherwell nil, <laughs> Hamilton won And it's oh. Bruce Anderson on loan From Aberdeen Just came to the club not so long ago Good performance against Rangers last weekend And he's opened the scoring at Fur Park <coughs> Hamilton Aki's record there is brilliant And they've taken the lead Motherwell nil, Hamilton Aki's won Yeah, I'm not too pleased about that, Gordon But um, I've I've had a saying on here for years and years The boys will tell you You've got to lose a goal Lose it early Plenty of time to come back Do you make that saying up? Yeah, I made it up I'm pretty sure I've heard that I've used that 12 years ago But what about Stephen Robinson? He's told you 90% of the time in the Premiership If you fall behind, you don't win the game He's gone It's it's all about Alexander now We believe in him Alexander Uh, the Great Yes He'll he'll turn it round To be fair to Hamilton I think Brian Rice was right. He was looking forward to at the next game 
midweek unfortunately for Hamilton that was cancelled due to Storm Darcy and I did say that highlighted that about three weeks ago what was happening with weather I got <laughs> laughed at um, and I think that obviously coming off that great performance and a very good result you've got mm. to say against Rangers I think they've just they've, they've gone on they, Hamilton seemed to do that they can turn in some results but still a long way to go in the, the derby it's a particularly one. sore one for you though because your man of the moment Bevis Mugabe not not close enough he's the one that's going to be he? taking the blame I would say well I, I mean it's not a howler but he's he's sort of just staring at Bruce Anderson and saying on you go Bruce take your time and I'm a bit surprised because I watched against Kilmarnock and I did say that Kilmarnock had most of the play and, and Chris Burke I thought played very well second half down the right hand side put a lot of balls into the box and Mugabe was one defender that really got his head and defended it really really well so um, he's just been caught out today But plenty of time And you look at Motherwell The front three Gordon mm. Plenty of goals there And Alan Campbell As we've seen Wednesday Can chip in Into the eighth minute At Ibrox Andy Still Rangers nil Kilmarnock nil Anything doing so far? No it's been a pretty quiet First eight minutes uh, Kilmarnock have actually Been really aggressive Out of possession Not allowing Rangers Too much time uh, Certainly running about The halfway line And yeah Rangers struggling To create anything so far And I've, I've got to say I think I mentioned This a couple of weeks ago The pitch Yeah so at every pitch we're looking at in the uh, in the Scottish League right now is in terrible shape. Nybrox is is no different right now. Uh, your man's almost made amends though, McGabby with a header at the other end, but it goes uh, wide. So Aberdeen and St Mirren is goalless. Motherwell nil, Hamilton one, Dundee United one, Livy nil, and Rangers nil, Kilmarnock nil in that one. So we'll keep you up to speed. On anything that's happening throughout the afternoon on the goal-scoring front, we've given you that first-half teaser. Roger Hanna somehow got all the answers quickly. Mm. Let's see what you can do on there at Clyde SSB. Send your answers in, please. I like that. That is a good question, I must admit. Doable, but good. Um, the early game in the English Premier League, if that's the type of thing that tickles your fancy. I, I don't know why it would. I know we've obviously got far... Um, Bigger fish to fry up here But Leicester 3 Liverpool 1 And it was a late flurry From Leicester Madison Vardy And Barnes um, After falling one behind Mo Salah had opened The scoring for Liverpool And once you've seen All the Scottish highlights Obviously that's your priority You're going to have to Check out that mistake From Alisson Well Yeah You look at the The stick some goalkeepers Have been getting in this league This season Particularly the Celtic ones And you look at What Liverpool Forked out And their goalkeeper And he is probably One of the best in the world But he's going through A stage just now That he can do nothing right And today was an absolute Horror show So A good one to watch Later on tonight Not even just today uh, Mark Uh, I watched the game against us Last week And he had a torrid time When we stuck four by them Yeah you know, yeah. I thought it was Alison Conroy who was in goals today, to be honest. Yeah, it was, uh, it was poor, Andy. Um, <laughs> you've got to be a good keeper, by the way. I don't know. I've, I've never I've never seen it in but action. You, but if you're James uh, Vardy, you're delighted with that. You just run the ball, tap it into the back of the net. Leicester, I, I like Leicester. I've got to say, play some good stuff. Liverpool's struggling a little bit just now. City are, City are certain to be champs. Right, look, we know, we are acutely aware that it's pretty difficult at the moment. There's not a lot of things to do not a lot of things to make you smile and, and give you a laugh because it's um, you know life's tough we, we do appreciate that and we're just trying our best to have a bit of fun on a Saturday afternoon you might have noticed that sometimes we talk football sometimes we talk nonsense there's always a nonsense section right that I ask you to take part in on Twitter well today's nonsense section is this it's Valentine's Day tomorrow and I want you to send in your love poem to Scottish football it can be whatever you want it can be about your team it can be about 
the referees It can be about the league in general Your rivals Even the pundits in here I want you to send Your love poems Of Scottish football And send them in at Clyde SSB Because What I can say what, I was amazed To realise That when I arrived In the studio this morning There was Valentine's cards Waiting for you three and they've just been given to me in the studio They are reeking of women's perfume by jupe. the way Abs- Absolutely I, I know my perfume's <laughs> are. So you, uh, you three have obviously got a, a, bit of a, a bit of a treat right? So I'll, I'll open them up and we'll, we'll read them out And I'll, I'll pass them over Who will we do first? We go, go Andy first right? Since he's joining us on a Saturday afternoon So let's see what we've got Oh it's got the old seal with a mm. loving kiss on the back Stinks of perfume um, it's got two burgers on the front And it says nice buns Andy That's, a, that's an interesting mm, start uh, And it says Dear Andy Happy Valentine's Day Your secret admirer And your love poem Is a My love for you Is as big As your Scottish Cup Final goal that day And I promise If we get frisky I'll play Barry White Not David Gray And how could we forget Your FA Cup goal For Bradford City 4-2 You beat Chelsea Impressive for a player So Versatile You're well known In these parts But let's not be silly You'll never be as famous As your influencer Girlfriend Jilly There we go There's Andy Halliday's Valentine's card I'll hand that over to him Stinks uh, Mark Wilson You've been trusted To read out your own So don't make a mess of it ah, and Describe it to lovely. us Lovely Well Initially I did think It was a couple of beavers On the front steady oh, 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 oh. No but it's uh, <laughs> After reading the title I think that's means you've got It's otters <laughs> I, I utterly adore you As says Mark Mark, but they do uh, they do look like beavers but <laughs> so dear Mark happy Valentine's Day a mushroom lover oh okay roses are red violets grow in a patch your love has me blittered just like you did to sass a papach if my love for you was a smell you would be absolutely reeking but hopefully our future lasts longer than you did a breathing <laughs> this is a lovely gesture but we all know fine well you're one and only love your beloved Gordon DL <laughs> oh. I think he sent yours I by the way That's brilliant Right Gordon I've got yours last but not least It's got a, it's got a tape measure on the front And it says extra long Let's see how oh. your nose measures up It's your oh, nose. nose we're talking about Your nose Dear Dazzler yeah. Happy Valentine's Day From the future fourth Mrs Dazzler <laughs> It says uh, Roses are red Violets are pretty My love for you will appear more than you did for Man City My dream for us both is to be partners for life And one day I'd like to become your fourth and final wife I've heard from a source Hopefully they're not taking the mick That Mr Gordon DL has an absolutely massive nose <laughs> So there we go There's yours oh, Very good. Just to you. kick you off Valentine's Day tomorrow Romance is in the air So head over to that Clyde SSB And send us your love poetry For Scottish football Whatever yeah. it is About a player, about a team About the pundits, about the league Whatever you want Send in your Scottish football love poems They this stink of st- perfume, they, don't they? They are absolutely reeking of perfume I was like me going home on a Saturday night For the Hamilton Pally <laughs> uh, 14th minute at Ibrooks, Andy Ryan Kent sort of getting to the byline Flashing one across Still nothing doing Yep, but you know what you've just mentioned There's about all we've seen in 14 minutes you know, Kilmarnock have started to, to defend a little bit deeper Rangers having plenty of possession But yeah, Kilmarnock are defending well uh, You know, I mentioned the game against Motherwell during the week That any time they had to defend, they didn't look very convincing But they've, they've handled Rangers pretty well in the opening 14 well, minutes well, We've watched this movie before, Andy And I don't blame any manager Especially when it's a new manager coming in You're looking for a, a point or something Just to kickstart your season when you're fighting relegation Every player's behind the ball now I don't blame But the problem with that is When you get the ball You can't go up the pitch 
Yep. You know, they're they're not getting the ball up to I think it's Kabamba that's playing as a lone striker. When they do get it and try to put ball, it's just coming straight back at them. You know that you can't defend like that for 90 minutes, especially at Ibrox. So I, I think that. But, but is your best bet to just try and defend like that for 90 minutes at Ibrox? Um, I, I, I wouldn't, because I think that it's the old cliche to do for command. What's the alternative? I, th- I think you've got to have an out ball, Gordon. I think you've got to have, like, say, for instance, Hibs didn't particularly. They went 3-5-2, but basically five at the back. But they had guys in the wide area with a bit of pace that got them up the park and gave them a bit of a breather. You've seen Motherwell, Motherwell scored very early, stuck everyone, mm. they tried it, didn't work for them. I don't see many teams going there. You need an out ball. No, a good enough to have that out ball, have that threat and keep the door shut. Well, the other thing end. is, Tommy Wright said in his interview that we listened to before the game that the players have to be brave on the ball and when they're in possession they can't just give it back oh, to Rangers. But the way that they're set up initially, I mean, Kabamba's on an island up front so he's got to hold it up for about five to, five to six, seven seconds before anyone you know, makes any uh, run from midfield to give him an option. Out with that, though, the only other way they get out is... You know, if McKenzie or uh, Greg Kilty can be a ball carrier to get them up the pitch, but it's all very difficult right now. And yeah, the Rangers haven't really troubled them so far. But if if, if Rangers are allowed as much possession as they they are in the opening fifteen for the rest of the game, it's yeah. going to be a long afternoon. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're still goalless in that one. Rangers nil, Kilmarnock nil, uh, Motherwell nil, Hamilton one, Dundee United one, Livingston nil, Aberdeen goalless against St Mirren, and our Championship match goalless, Alloa are both. Just to underline, like we do every week, the standard out there. Dozens of correct answers to that teaser already. Is that right? Yeah, so awesome. really? yeah. I've completely forgot all about it. Standard is yeah. There's, there's one. There's one that I know is a definite, but I just can't remember his name. Well, that's good. It was a. It was a Hamilton defender for either last year or the year before, and I, I can't remember right. his name. Um, <laughs> I know. I know which one you mean, and the only clue I'll give you on that one is the answer. The, the answer is staring you right in the face with his name. Um, we've got a penalty to Hamilton Ackies It's going from bad to worse oh, for Motherwell oh. Stephen O'Donnell's been sent off as well Down to 10 men So it looks like the Ackies Very much in the driving seat They are uh, Got the chance to go 2-0 up from the penalty It was a cross ball Ross Callaghan Ackies top scorer Tried to get his head on it Stephen O'Donnell seemed to be sort of holding him back And the referees produced the red card So that's certainly one um, To be debated In the coming weeks for sure the team, the Ross Callaghan takes it and there's encroachment so it's to be taken again oh. but Motherwell down to 10 men and staring at a 2-0 deficit so this is going to be a long way back and he steps up again Ross Callahan. Goal Flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs yes Hamilton take a 2-0 lead at Motherwell and Stephen O'Donnell skipper for the day in the absence of Declan Gallagher Scotland International sent off shown a straight red card well, if you're going to lose two goals, um, lose them early and get a man sent <laughs> off, I, th- I think you'll be in for a great afternoon. Uh, what, is it, what is it with Motherwell and Hamilton just now? Uh, you know, when Keith Lasley went over there looking to try and stamp a bit of authority for a job, Hamilton were absolutely brilliant against them, thrashed them. Uh, they've come to far part, 2-0 up, what, 20 minutes on the clock, Motherwell down to 10 men. There's just something about this just now And I'll tell you what All of a sudden If Hamilton picked the three points up Gordon Ross County Kilmarnock playing at Ibrox today Motherwell All right back in the mix Yeah absolutely That's what we said to Roger Hanna Motherwell win today And they probably look at Can we get into that top six Lose today 
Let's focus on the relegation battle first That's going to be the way it has to be isn't it Yeah it's looking that way Uh, Motherwell have been such an odd team this year I thought when Graham Alexander came in They'd they'd turned the corner And they were looking up But this just sets them back Yet again And uh, you know we shouldn't be surprised I went for a Motherwell win Uh, I thought Graham Alexander's got them playing well But Hamilton just seemed to dig out results Like this time and again At this time of the season Every Mm. year and especially for Park they, they certainly enjoy going there They play Brian Rice has been <laughs> hugely successful over over his time there um, at for Park so uphill battle for Motherwell but listen still time mm. to go a lot of time Motherwell grab one and before half time didn't mm. uh, turn yeah. down 2-0 down I think you're talking that up more uh, than uh, it deserves and you I wonder how breaking we're down <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean we're five down boys keep it going plenty of time <laughs> Seven Seven <laughs> McDermott Park <laughs> No I think Mark's right It started It's the Hamilton that, that, Revival that we predict every year That they're going to be down there They're going to go down This this is the year And it started The revival's already begun And uh, they're taking it out On your Motherwell today, today Obviously nobody cares About my opinion I don't ever tell you What I think about Individual incidents I'll leave that up to you The only thing I would say About the It's, it's you don't see many sendings off like this That's not to say it's right or wrong by the way So let me try and describe it to you It's across from the right hand side Stephen O'Donnell is trying to almost Let the ball come across Him mm-hmm. and, and Ross Callahan. The referee obviously sees that he, he, Is there a suggestion of a, a pull back there uh, And a, a straight red card I think there's certainly one A lot of people will want to debate it Because it, would Ross Callahan have got his head on the end of it anyway It's very difficult to tell So it's not your traditional pull back in the box And, and what Area six yards yeah, six out yards Six yards yeah. Yeah. Uh, so What's your opinion? Nobody cares what I think I always <laughs> hide behind that It's all about you guys I'm just here to keep you happy To try and stir it all up So we'll see what happens Right um, Mark O'Hara's gone to right back And Muddle trying to patch things up As you would do But 21 minutes gone 2-0 down And down to 10 men So that's where most of the drama is today No drama yet That Ibrooks Nothing at all uh, Still goalless in that one um, And I'll tell you what If you think Kilmarnock been down the bottom of the table would affect their confidence uh, Dicamon has just performed a nice Cruyff turn in his own box skipped away from a Rangers player I mean he then booted it straight to another Rangers player but that's besides the point mm. Andy 28-20 20, 20 odd minutes in the clock and you nobody will know better than yourself sitting on the bench listening to the staff <laughs> what, what are they actually saying are they are they, they concerned about this are they, they trying to up the tempo the, would the manager are be at pa- them just yeah, now? when does their patience turn to a bit more I think we've seen, listen, we've seen a couple of Rangers this year. I think we've seen ones when they go out early and they blitz teams off the pitch. But we've seen this a couple of times where you know, teams are defending, they're very well organised, they're compact, and, and Rangers have been patient and waiting for the right moments. I do think Steven Gerrard will be looking for a bit more intensity, uh, a bit more probing. Uh, but you've got to say, Kilmarnock have defended well so far. Colin Doyle, he's, he's, not got a, he's not got a patch of mud on his shorts yet, which has probably been the most surprising thing that he's not been tested. But yeah, I think Rangers will just be trying to do more of the same that they've done all year, but just increase the tempo a little bit. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> the problem with these these poems, right? Is I have to quickly scan them to see if they're like family friendly, and most of them aren't. So try. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Like, there's a happy medium there. I, I, I'm willing to push the boundaries slightly um, because we need cheering up on a Saturday afternoon. But there's only so much. There's only so much we can we can handle. A lot there. about Daz, is there? Well, hold on a minute. Yes. Well, you've got a reputation. Here we go. Right. What's in a name anyway? Topical. This one. Red cards are red. Compliance rules are grey. Put in an appeal, and you get SFA. There we go. I like that. That's good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm happy with that Oh your man's on Curious Creatures oh. um, I mean Guys you know If you put swear words in it I can't read it but, Curious <sighs> Creature Put a swear word in No he didn't um, It's not like him he, this guy sends poetry all the time He doesn't need Valentine's mm-hmm. Day He says The Dazzler is just a romantic at heart He buys all the Valentine tat It's the nookie That's where he would let himself down His ex his ex-wives will tell you that He's still on the hunt For the new Mrs Daz His dry run is surely a blip His new Tinder profile says Silver-haired fox With a brand new titanium hip <laughs> I don't know what dry run um, <laughs> oh, What's going on here? Steady we don't, This guy seems don't need, to know me You don't need to contradict him That's fine <laughs> I'm on a meal for one tonight um, I mean, you, you bought your missus a good present Andy? Oh, uh, you'll have to go all out won't you? Just a bunch of flowers Do you want to take some of your biscuits back? Flowers? <laughs> 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 is that it? A half eaten packet of Percy pigs <laughs> I get girls out there making you a fortune You're buying her flowers But I hope she's not listening Because she doesn't know she's got flowers yet She does now oh, That's yeah. right oh, do, does, does, she li- does she watch her games or anything like that? No, no she's, she's, not, she's, not, she's, she's not a big fan <laughs> of football <laughs> well funnily enough actually Where was it earlier Someone did Someone did tweet me uh, This morning Because we put it on Twitter That you guys had Received your Valentine's cards um, And lots of people were, were concerned about You know Where they had come from And, and so on And uh, Old Orange said Is yours from Willie Gibson <laughs> By any chance <laughs> The amount of messages I've had for that last night Incredible but, Because I, I saw people saying That he, he was offering you Outside for a square go But may, uh. was he maybe Just offering you To hand over the card Is Exactly that? That, So I'm, I'm glad We've clarified that Because What happened What happened Oh no love lost last night He, he offered them outside You no, could see it on the telly Seriously You could see Come it on, on outside Well I don't know And you bowled it Listen The camera's obviously Picked up one side Of the story That's all I'm going to say But it's a Friendly competitive banter I'll say that's on the pitch mm-hmm. if, uh, I've, I've never seen anything Come of that threat ever From any no, player In no. my life I'll Either see that. you in the tunnel Or let's take this outside No Nothing ever happens It's a, it's a classic isn't it uh, it's, a, it's a football classic But I'm sure uh, Alex Ray when he's back Can tell us I'm, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's he had some That have, have lingered on yeah, I'm sure yeah, he was I old school one, though. Uh, Was it Hamilton Hamilton Hearts when they all got sent off There was Aye, loads of there was, them There was loads down the tunnel I think it was uh, Suso The Hearts yeah. And Was it Leon Knight For Hamilton Is that right Possibly There might be I was at the game working that's listening it Or remember it and there, there, was, there was about three Three red cards Aye. On one side or Aye. something that's Proper scrap in the tunnel Well the, yeah, Talk about I'm not sure Who exactly was waiting on It was a number of people But the infamous day At Fir Park Bilal Mojny remember Oh he was well, when he wha- you know, Throwing he, windmills yeah, well, he, wha- he whacked Lee Irwin Obviously that's the famous one But then he was outside Afterwards He was still kicking about Outside the team bus <laughs> Looking for anyone I think <laughs> At the time You don't um, go looking For a square going Motherwell That wasn't the Valentine's Day That fight either It was so. not So mm. yeah uh, We've got one of these Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Could be a big goal this at the bottom of the championship. Alloa nil, our broth one. Jack Hamilton with it. You never bet against our broth either because they always surprise you, Andy. But you've been telling us a lot that you feel like Alloa actually do a lot right. They, they play some decent enough stuff, but you know, especially if they go on to lose that today, they could be in a bit of bother down there. Yeah, they do. They do. They play some good stuff. They've got some good players, but. Just concede far too many goals And that's just a simple fact Our broth have got a, an excellent home record They've struggled to pick up points away from home So certainly a big goal for, for Jack Hamilton At the start of this game uh, Joe Lewis has been called into action Ilkay Dermis with the free kick tipped over And um, still goalless in that one Rangers got a free kick Just 
20 yards out, 25, uh, 22 yards out. Eaton there, good turn. Uh, just get fouled, and I'll be interested in this is Tavernier <laughs> or Barisic's range. Right, here's one of your love po- poems, right? Yes, sir, I can boogie. Says Wilson is red. <laughs> you do always have a red face, but I'll start that again. Wilson is red, <laughs> Halliday is blue. DL turns his head. My God, that's his nose, not his shoe. <laughs> Oh, that's a funny. That's good. Read Dad's uh, name out. Yes, sir. I can oh, boogie. I'll be. Yeah, I'll be outside his door. Rosie's a red. Vi- Rosie's a <laughs> red. Violets are blue. Identifying the compliance officer is a game of guess who. Says Jamesy <laughs> yeah. Parr. A lot of topical ones, um, in there as well. Well, the answer to your question is neither. It's uh, it's Aji territory. So, oh, so, I oh. thought I thought Tavernier would take over there, would you? Yeah, I, I, I thought the same. But it's actually the first time that they've actually got the ball anywhere near Sedutton. So it's the first time they've, they've managed to get him involved in the first 25 what, minutes. What does that pulling rank process look like? How did he manage to get Tavernier off that? I, I mean, to be fair, Yanis is he's someone that's got a he's got a good long range strike. He's, he's probably comfortable for that distance. But I think with Tavern and Borna's track record for set pieces, I'm yeah, surprised not I, one off took it. I totally agree with that. I can't understand. Plus the fact you're a captain. Um, so I was a bit bit surprised with that one. And looking Came at the end result, the, I think. Well, yeah, right. yeah, I think Stephen Gerrard will be telling them that he's off them now. Yeah. It's a poor effort. You are right, though. I mean, forget everything else. I'm skimming through Twitter again. Colin wants to know: Can you ask Andy if he, if he met that Queen of the South player in the car park? I think the answer is no. Ultimately, uh, COVID, wasn't it? Oh, of course, social uh, distance. You uh, couldn't even if you wanted to. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear me, right, yeah Send, Please keep the keep the love poems to Scottish football coming in If you can keep them semi-clean That makes my life a lot more um, straightforward But you don't, you don't have to We can we can work our way around it, I'm sure yeah. And every time I go silent, that's me doing it That's that's what I'm doing I, I, listen, I, go silent, I, I, I'm I tell you what, my, my head hurts from the stench of perfume in this it's, little room off in, this car Do you know something? I agree, it's terrible it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I don't disagree Well, mm. I'll tell you It'll never be a Mrs. Dale number four because that's cheap perfume. I don't know. It, it. um, it's stinking, what? isn't it? And we need jupe. to get that taken is it, out. Is that jupe? Jupe. It's jupe. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Our old spice. Jupe right. for women. Jupe yeah. for old spice. <laughs> brute. Whatever. Um, yeah, it seemed like a good idea at the time to have those cards in here, but I think we're going to need to take them out. <laughs> going for my throat. I am, I am glad I'm not married going home with that. Mikey says, um, and Mikey's having a wee dig here as well. Roses are red, violets are blue. When it comes to beat the pundit, Wilson and Gordon DL claim they know all, but I beat Alex Ray in a tiebreak after a 7-7 draw and I'm still waiting for my ball. When I receive it, it'll be the happiest day of all. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the best. It's not the, the most fluent piece of any awards I've ever heard. Yeah. But I think that's Mikey just trying to uh, hit home that he's still re- to receive his signed ball from mm. beat the pundit. I'll tell you who doesn't give away signed balls. Halliday. Andy, five, five and five. Five out of five in 2021. Yeah. yeah, the questions are obviously falling the right way for him. You know, he and Daz get... Get the tougher ones on a Thursday night. And saying that, I can't, I, I, I'm still kicking myself that I didn't get the first one on Thursday night. The lone players from England. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Oh, I, was, so... I, I was enjoying this show until um, these goal flashes kept distracting me. It's now Motherwell nil, Hamilton Aki's three, and Motherwell are down to ten men. Remember, Stephen O'Donnell sent off. And the Ackies are rampant Remember they won 3-0 in Hamilton Just a couple of weeks ago But with only 30 minutes or so gone They find themselves 3-0 up And a man up at Fir Park Marius Ongpo getting in amongst the goals It's going to be a long day for Mother. Um, I think so Yeah, it's already started gone Not even half time You just wonder what Graham Alexander can do To 
you know, sort of stop the bleeding, stop the goals going in. Because you do not want to lose fours and fives. I know that you can make the excuse we're down to ten men, but there's other teams played with ten men and still won games. 3-0 against Hamilton at home. And I've got to say we were a bit lucky to get three points in Wednesday night as well. We just need to watch what we're doing because I was a bit hopeful today. Three points would take us up that table and obviously, you know, still a game in hand and thinking, well, that's us out of trouble, but worrying times for the Steelman. Yeah, I mean, it's actually decent enough play from Ogpo to begin with. Chests it into the path of his teammate, then a 1-2 through ball and Mugabe kind of tackles tackles the ball into the shot of, of Ongpo that makes absolutely no sense but Mugabe's almost trying to clear it Ongpo sticks out a leg as well and it ends up in the back of the net so um, not a classic but Hamilton absolutely rampant now 3-0 up is this it then are we calling it is this the start of the Aki's revival they're up we've decided it already oh aye no they, I think they'll be top 6 now they, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give them top 4 but uh, no listen Brian Nice said that he was um, disappointed the game got called off during the week because he you know, he felt a sense of urgency for his team and, and felt after the, the game against Rangers they were buoyant and looking forward to seeing how they performed in the next game and it was proved right because it's been a, an unbelievable 30 minutes but like Gordon says plenty, plenty of time still aren't there Gordon mm. yeah, yeah, if you're going to lose three goals, goals. <laughs> yeah got to lose three uh, lose them before half time because <laughs> the team talk makes a lot of difference I can't believe though up at Tannadice scored in yeah Peter Paul oh, has been he's let me down off Dundee United are one goal in front Adrian Sporler with it but now Peter Pollock you've seen it many times heavy touch overruns it lunges on Jason Holt and off he goes hmm. well well, we debate that one all yeah, week That's what I was going to say It'd be interesting to see what it looks like But because it involves Dundee United and Livingston Will we have the phone lines jammed Saying it was worse Or, Ooh, or Fraser Wishart says No way a red card oh, So maybe oh. they'll win the appeal And then we can debate that For oh. all of two minutes Before everyone wants to get back To talking about The teams in this part yeah, of the world Yeah But not what you need 31 minutes in against the side To have been decent Mickey Mellon Probably looked at that and thought, right, we're on the way up here, but Peter But the Paul thing is, Mark, you've still got something to hold on to. You know, you're 1-0 up. Um, ten men are, are sometimes, obviously not in Motherwell's case, <laughs> but <laughs> ten, ten, men, ten men are sometimes very difficult to play against. Aye, aye. What do you mean, aye? Mm. Um, Hugh Evans has been in touch. He's fired up the Nokia and he says, I did not tip Motherwell. So yeah. There we go. Hold on. 3 0 down. I did him. not tip uh, We cannot blame I him. I miss the Nokia. I miss seeing it sitting there on a Saturday and then I'm firing it up just before the show so you hear the sound it coming on just noise. when you're, yeah. you're doing the, the out to the show. And then show. he turns it fully off in between times because he doesn't trust it to go on silent <laughs> and then he puts it back on at the break. But it yeah. takes so long to. Turn it on at the break yeah. By the time it's on It needs to go off again oh, we, need to all, we need to get a whip round And get my new phone Aye, we don't, It's not You're joking me I don't think it's financial Have you met him? No I know But just as a no. as a surprise for him And say look I at this Piece it. of technology Hold on a minute He's listening And you're saying a surprise for him <laughs> That's not going to be That good a surprise No, 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 no Have you not been listening the la- On Monday night We lost him from the show Because the snow Knocked off his broadband He's still got that internet Where if someone phones The house phone the internet doesn't work quite as well. So before he goes, no before, yep. So before every show, he contacts everyone he knows and said, "Don't phone don't me between phone. six and eight. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. I don't, 
I didn't know you still got internet like that Yeah Callum I think we should speak to him At some point later Let's see if we can fire up his equipment Because uh, Andy actually Was asking for him Andy missed him Andy thought he was coming in here For, for Keevan's company And he's stuck with these two He's absolutely destroyed and he, Andy came in with all the notes Did you notice that? He's trying to impress Hugh He's trying to impress And I said to me, You do it well The first time I was in Hugh had all these notes Yeah but Hugh's good at this Andy I, Andy didn't realise you two couldn't care less. Hugh, yeah. Oh, no. You're not impressed. We, no, we keep it in our head. But Hugh's amazing. Remember the day I, I I stood next to Hugh not that long ago, and he went away out into the office and brought notes that he'd from written like about months from months yeah. ago. And the point had come up. It was brilliant how he cared. I was amazed. I thought, why'd you keep that? But obviously these points come back round yeah, and okay. he can refer I, back I, to it. I don't know how you can call it notes when there's sixty-four pages there. I think that goes past notes and turns when, out when, story. Did you, when did you write yours this morning? This morning I yeah. came, like, in, came in half an hour before jot, jot down a couple of notes And then I'm ready like, to go Like last night You're impressing no one <laughs> <laughs> I actually was worried about him Because this week when he came in He hit the pothole Burst two of his oh. tyres And then this week I don't know if you saw it, Flood Great Western Road Closed mm. well, This guy's destined never to get here But he got the the, the chopper I think I did hear About your tyres Midweek Andy ah, That is one. devastating It's been a bad week But next week will get better oh, that's that's really bright. Optimistic Right, uh, right uh, Ooh We've got another goal In one of the games That's already had a sending off Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Dundee United 2 Livingston 0 They've just gone down to 10 men What a response Lawrence Shankland We said before the game So we'll take the credit for it how important for him to get in amongst the goals last week Well he's picked up where he left off Dundee United 2 Livingston 0 Well has a bubble burst then for Martindale Because I did say Once you get a little knock It's sometimes hard to recover And they're fine at that way today An important second goal for United Before half time I don't think that one's over with yet Mark Yeah? No No because obviously Dundee United down to 10 men So well, you just said it was hard to play against 10 men. Yeah, I did. Well, obviously not if you're yeah, one he's, he's a massive hypocrite. You'll learn that. He just contradicts himself And constantly. United have to shoot downhill in the second half. How do you know? You don't even know that. Oh, I do. But I've got reports from Fraser. Fraser. I've got that in my notes as well. Have you got that in your notes downhill? I'm, I'm <laughs> desperate to read your notes, honestly. I'm absolutely desperate to read them. I had a wee glance because you tried to steal my spot, which doesn't happen, you know. I've been in the bath longer than you've been in here and all of a sudden <laughs> you try and come in and weasel your way in. Andy, you've got to give him some back. You can't listen, he'll just he'll just keep going. Oh no, I am trying not to interrupt. <laughs> exactly. You can't get a word in there. Try and let him finish. Feel free. Don't, hey, listen, you'll no need to do it. I'll come from Gordon and the messages Yeah, exactly. Out. Um well slightly <laughs> different though. Oh, you're wrong. United are uphill second half. Yes! Like I said, they've made the advantage of going downhill in the first half. Dale <laughs> says, Rosie's a red, football is nice. I'm glad Hamilton didn't panic and fire Brian Rice. I'll bet you are, because they're absolutely flying um, at the moment. Rosie's a red, violets are blue. Halliday takes the Saturday baton from the vaccinated one they call Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, right, let's check in on that teaser, Mark. Remind us of the oh, question, right. please. Yes, yeah, oh, What a goal that is. Oh, right, thanks for telling us. One Sorry. of these, do we? Flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Rangers won, Kilmarnock nil, and eventually the pressure pays off. 37 minutes gone, Ryan Jack, and in some style. Yeah, absolutely terrific. I'll let Andy take that away because many times he sat there and watched that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, not from him though. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a player I've got a lot of admiration oh. for. He's a, he's a top, top footballer, but I've never seen him unleash. 
a 25 yard volley into the top corner and uh, you've got to say Rangers have I think that's their first shot and uh, no Balgan has a you know a sort of scrappy shot at goal inside the box it gets blocked to the edge of the box and Ryan Jack takes a touch to set himself up and unleashes an unbelievable volley into the top corner I think corner. his first touch Andy it set him up brilliantly there and the execution's top draw Mm. Absolute yeah, He sets it up for himself Doesn't he One yeah. touch And then Does no. it go Does it go barring in Because they're always better at, uh, no, no I don't, no, I don't think sure. It's just But uh, No goalkeeper saving that Gordon And yeah. uh, I think that's something That If he adds to his game Then he uh, Could be a top player Sensational goal You see that in, in the big league Down south They're playing it all day And Sky Sports News On repeat The first touch is amazing Up Sets up for himself But the connection and to, to manage to keep that down under the bar Incredible goal And uh, Rangers needed it Because Kilmarnock Were pretty stuffy You know Packed the box with plenty of bodies And limited Rangers to chan- uh, Very few chances And sometimes in games like this You need something special like that Just to Get you over the line And uh, What a strike it was from Ryan Jack He's been brilliant this season though And, and You know Missed when he's not on the side That's that's the the thing about a, 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 such an important player. When you take them out the side, you'd instantly see that he's missed. Even with all the quality players Rangers have got in mm-hmm. that area, when you take him out, he's missed. And it's like when Hughes not here on a Saturday. Oh, ultimately, he's missed. Uh, David says roses are. I'm not sure about this one, right? But we'll give it a go. Roses are red. I'm needing more blue rolls. Thanks to Big Marsh, we're off to the Euros. Ah, tenuous Delete that St Anthony's Our love for Scottish football Won't be diminished Even if our season Might not get finished Our players have been Getting changed Outside or in cars We can't even get After match jars Our love for the game Still won't abate Till the green light Is given We just have to wait Says St Anthony's Alright don't mind that Yep Bit bit more thoughtful Bit more thoughtful Um Lisa Frew Celtic are green Rangers are blue Gerard I'd love a big snog from you Okay Halliday's missed He's one of our own When he shouted at Murty Right out he was blown The league is the league this year Is our best love affair What a time it is To be a teddy bear mm. uh, Says Lisa Yeah we have it that Andy Didn't you Shouting at people Think so Yeah, yeah you're you. about I think you're uh, One or two more Wise uh, you, cracks you away from, uh, from receiving No no I'm a wee bit um, <laughs> Listen it's the first time I've, I've, I've met you in work you and uh, You're I leaving a really good impression I don't care what they say about you I think you're alright mate <laughs> <laughs> Roger Hanna did actually text in To say Is Is Willie Gibson texting Gordon DLD's lines <laughs> There is well, a It could be yeah. Check that phone of yours Willie yeah, Gibson Let's get my number Listen let's get Willie Gibson on here I'll get him on the phone Let's get him on the phone Let's get him on the phone Somebody tweet Willie Gibson's number I'll meet you in the car park No Not at all You'll be like Come on down You go first And we can both explain What happened I've played against Willie before I know Yeah get him on If he's listening He's more than Open lines here at 5 0141951 Talking about the car park Daz You remember we done a show one And the boy had a go at me and says he was he was coming to the car park. You ever remember that? Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I'm tiptoeing it, beating my head just in case he was there. So someone phoned in one night and basically su- suggested that they were going to come down and, and and have a word with Mark, right? So I mean, you've, he's not he's not he's not much of a fighter. So as he uh-huh. says, he, go, he says goes so. he goes out. 
Like he says Nervously tiptoes out And there was somebody Waiting in the car park But for something else They wanted an autograph or No they wanted us to go To a charity Or night. whatever You get the you get yeah. the point You know it was about Something you completely different You should have different. seen his face Honestly oh, he He's going Dad, Sweet, Dad wait 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 Dad just wait for 10 minutes <laughs> I was going I hope he bursts him I really do Daz <laughs> was singing Back in reception On you go Mark Right Mark It's nearly half time oh, So right. let's round this off please the first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out, plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Since seven, season 17-18 Including this season Seven players have been sent off twice or more In the same season in the Scottish Premiership Can you name them? So they were Michael O'Halloran Jamie Hamilton Alfredo Morelos Kurt Broadfoot Carol McHugh Ryan Jack And Darren O'D There we go Well done if you got them right Andy Haldy's shown me his list Not bad You've put yourself on it No that, never What does that say? Holiday I thought that was the name of the Hamilton defender Holiday? Uh, <laughs> Holiday? Who's <laughs> Holiday? Holiday? Just so was it name. Hamilton? Jamie Hamilton yeah. So how is that staring me, staring me in the face? Because he plays for, for Hamilton Are <laughs> ah, you for real? What's going on here? <laughs> yes Andy <laughs> You sure that's coffee? He went and got uh, in the last break I was, right. I was Dash, looking at you thinking Holiday Gordon right, I, I just kept oh asking Oh my <laughs> right, the winners of the teaser Third place, Sideshow Bob Well done to you Bob Jay McCormick in second place And the winner of the first half teaser Is Chris Charles Well done to you Chris That was a good effort Flew in with the right answer And we'll have a second half teaser Funnily enough, in the second half A who am I? Mm. Difficult that one So nobody stay tuned who, Nobody was quicker than Roger Hanna He dances before a question ah, Have any explanation get to the of that. Yeah. I, know, I know Right, are we going to get any late drama At the end of the first half? I don't think so Rangers 1, Kilmarnock 0 A stunner from Ryan Jack Dundee United 2, Livingston 0 United are down to 10 men as well Result of the day though Motherwell 0, Hamilton 3 The Steel men down to 10 men also Alawa 0 are both won our featured championship match which means poor old Dave Galloway waiting still for an opener between Aberdeen and St Mirren. Well, the longer that goes on for Derek McInnes, the more frustrated he will get, no doubt about it. The Aberdeen fans would have been wanting a quick response this afternoon and they're not getting that so far. But Jim, as we know, sets his teams up so well and they're quite difficult to play against. So at least he'll be happy with the reaction in this first half from East St Mirren side. Absolutely, we are surely ticking uh, the seconds off I think we we're we're, must be nearly there at the 45 at Ibrox and elsewhere uh, So I'll just stay with that at the moment I won't get into any more Valentine's poetry or anything else Before we get distracted by a half-time whistle I'm not sure Just, just watching the Rangers game, Gordon I mean, it's been a lot like this for Rangers since the turn of the year uh, You know, not sparkling best Probably you take away the Ross County game at home um, But just doing enough to get the job done And... You know, that's, say it again, it's a cliche, that's what makes you champions, that's what gets you over the line. When you're not your brilliant best for weeks, as long as you've got a wee bit of quality like Ryan Jack, then you're not a good thing. Certainly for a period in a season, Andy, because you're not going to, you're not going to dominate teams every week for a season. You also, that whole thing about, you know, winning when you're not at your best, you can't do that all season either. So it needs to be a mix of both. Rangers were rampant at one stage, they've now just become a bit more... Um, about finding ways Yeah and when it comes to the business end of the season I think three points is all that matters And uh, you've, you've got to give credit to Kilmarnock The way they've defended they've, you know, Defended in numbers, they're compact And when teams do that All it needs is one moment of quality And that's that's all the first half has been It's that one moment, uh, moment of quality for Ryan Jack To put it in the top corner It is half time between Rangers and Kilmarnock Andrew McLean's going to give us the story of the first half 
Yeah, Rangers won. Kilmarnock nil. The half-time score at Ibrox. An incredible strike from Ryan Jack has Stephen Gerrard's side in front. It was a pretty quiet in the earlier stages, but Rangers did put the ball in the back of the net 17 minutes in. Cedric Itton sliding the ball through to James Tavernier. He finished well, but the flag was up, and this one didn't count. Not many chances being created from open play for Rangers, but Yanis Hadji stepping up to take a free kick in a dangerous position 27 minutes in, but he could only curl that one wide 10 minutes later. And if you haven't seen this goal yet, make sure you you catch it later. A scramble in the Kilmarnock box following a deep free kick. They cleared it but only towards Ryan Jack who was about 25 yards out. A brilliant first touch to tee himself up and he unleashed a brilliant volley into the top corner for 1-0. They had another chance not long after that. Ryan Kent drove towards the Kilmarnock box before his shot was tipped over by Colin Doyle. Not an easy game on a tough pitch at Ibrooks. Kilmarnock trying to frustrate Rangers but will now need to open up. They want to get something out of this game. The halftime score at Ibrooks is Rangers 1 Mark Mill. The big Lanarkshire derby It's half time there as well Between Motherwell and Hamilton Roger Hanna's got quite the story on his hands Yeah and a big Lanarkshire scoreline Motherwell nil Hamilton Aki's three at half time a, a disastrous first half For Graham Alexander's host They fell behind after seven minutes Bruce Anderson's first goal of his loan spell With the Aki's a lovely touch and finish After a cut back from the left by top scorer Ross Callaghan Motherwell tried to rally Beavis with Gabby headed over just moments later But Anderson almost doubled the lead in 12 minutes With a shot that was deflected inches wide of Liam Kelly's right hand post Marius Ogompo was next to threaten after 14 minutes With a flying header from Lee Hodgson's cross on the right That was just inches over the top At the other end Tony Watt tried to give parity to the host after 16 minutes but he too was off target with a header from a set piece but then the pivotal moment of the first after after 18 minutes Hodgson made progress again down the right hand side a ball into the box Callaghan looked as if he was going to get in the end of it but Stephen O'Donnell a Motherwell captain hauled him back referee David Monroe had a good view took his time awarded the spot kick and flashed a straight red card at O'Donnell for denying a goal scoring opportunity Callaghan stepped up smashed the spot kick past Kelly only to be ordered to retake it after encroachment from his teammates on the edge of the box but he managed to keep his composure and again slammed it past the Motherwell goalkeeper for his 8th of the season and 2-0 to the hosts. Motherwell were in free fall at this stage. Graham Alexander was booked by referee Monroe for descent from the touchline and it got even worse after 31 minutes. Marius Ogompo a quick one-two just outside the box. Then he burst between two defenders. Mugabe was closest to him, tried to intercept, but Ogompo got enough off it to guide the shot past Kelly for 3-0. Motherwell tried to change things. Tyler McGlure came on for Chris Long in a reshuffle but Jamie Hamilton almost made it 4 after 38 minutes. He came in at the back post with a shot from a free kick and right across the face of the goal and just wide of Kelly's right hand post again. The only setback for the Yankees just before the break, Charlie Trafford limping off injured with Scott Martin coming back. It turned out to be an absolutely fantastic week, that's for Brian Rice. At the break it's Motherwell nil, Hamilton 3. Let's go into the Championship for our featured game in that division. Halftime, Alloa are broth. Here's Mark Guidi. Half time is Alloa nil, a broth one, and Dick Campbell's men are ahead thanks to a goal in the 23rd minute from Jack Hamilton. It was a disaster for Alloa goalkeeper Neil Parry. He just had a routine clearance with his right foot, but he didn't connect properly. The ball skidded out. 
outside the box. It was then laid into the path of the grateful Jack Hamilton from 18 yards. He just rolled it into the empty net. Uh, it was a, a disaster for Allah, but it's a deserved lead for uh, Abroth. They have dominated the the first half, and indeed uh, Parry has had a couple of good stops. The best chance for Peter Grant's team came in the 40th minute. John Robertson inside the box. The ball sat up beautifully for him, just 12 yards out. You expect him to hit the target, bust the net maybe, but uh, he put it over the crossbar, much to the relief of the Abroth goalkeeper, Derek Gaston. Half-time here, Alan 1-0, Abroth 1. It is half-time at Tanadice, Dundee United, Livy. Here's Fraser Wishart. Dundee United 2, Livingston 0, a really good first half to watch. Always something happening, both teams going for it. It's been physical, plenty of chances and goal-mouth action. A goal in the first minute by Adrian Sporla and a cool finish by Lon Shankland. After 35, have the home side deservedly ahead, but they have had Peter Pollitt sent off for serious foul play during that first 45. 50 seconds on the clock, balls roll back to Max Strike, the goalkeeper completely missed, kicked it high into the air. Loose ball was eventually fed to Jamie Robson on the left hand side. Did really well to get past Derlin on the left. He's cut back, kept the spoiler. Lovely first touch by the Argentinian player and he fired high into the net from the corner of the six-yard box. Livy responded. Josh Mullen, all the time, he's dangerous for free kicks in corners. A couple of free kicks caused problems. One bounced in the six-yard box and fumbled by Seagrace with Guthrie almost scoring. The second one bounced off the firm surface and was tipped over by the big keeper. Shanklin then had a shot deflected and saved at full stretch by Stryak. Fitzwater at the other end. He had a Mullen cross powerfully but straight at Zegris as the game swung from end to end and Pittman then had a good chance, he found a yard in the box or Serrano cut back but he didn't get good contact on the ball and it went into the goalkeeper's arms, 27 minutes Shankland thought he'd scored lovely touch, took him round Stryak narrow angle, his shot was cleared off the line by Nicky Devlin and it came back to Lon Shankland again and this time he's chipped, he's tried to lift it over the goalkeeper was well saved by Stryak, then 31 minutes a real blow for United, down to 10 men Peter Paul had the ball in midfield, he overran it as he tried to break and as often happens he lunged to get the ball back and attack with Jason Holt it was a foul I thought he was low and I thought the red card looked harsh but it was quite a distance away Callum Butcher clearly agreed with me because he was booked but the red card was shown by Nick Walsh to Pollitt 35 minutes a tactical change by Mickey Mellon he brought on Ian Hart for Sporla to strengthen the middle of midfield and immediately the American was involved in the set up the second goal a loose ball on the right hand side he blocked Jason Holt's clearance and as he drove forward it was 3v2 and he took his time with a lovely pass by Hearts into the path of Shankland. Didn't have to break stride and first time low side foot finish into the corner of the net. Towards half time, it was Livingston with a bit of pressure, more and more balls into the second half. And we've got a fascinating second half ahead of us. Can United hang on with 10 men? Livy with the questions to answer here at Tanadice. Half time, Dundee United 2, Livingston 0. So half time at Tanadice sounds like a good one for Fraser Wishart there. It's also half time between Aberdeen and St Mirren at Pitodre, Dave Galloway. Half time Aberdeen nil St Mirren nil St Mirren went close to an early lead when Dermis crossed for Flynn, but his close range effort was very well saved indeed by Lewis at his near post. At the other end, Kennedy let fly from outside the box, but it was an easy save for Anik. Lewis was called into action again when Dermis's whipped in free kick from the right was caught by the wind and he had to take the ball over the bar. Don's debutant Camberry has been showing some uh, very nice touches, looks uh, good on the ball, very skillful. He seized on a loose ball and fired in a low long range drive which tested the keeper. Uh, plenty effort from both sides in strong, bitterly cold winds here at Pitodri, but the entertainment levels in truth 
have been very low. It's Aberdeen nil, St Mirren nil. Half-time scores in the Scottish Premiership. Aberdeen nil, St Mirren nil. Dundee United two, Livingston nil. Motherwell nil, Hamilton three, and Rangers one. Kilmarnock nil. Only one featured game in the Championship this afternoon. It comes between Alloa and Arbroath, and at half-time it's Alloa nil, Arbroath one. We'll be back with the second half next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 